Today we are going to discuss about transition of cultures, diffusionist and anti-diffusionist theory. The origin of food production in southern Europe is a controversial issue. In West Asia, pre-pottery Neolithic cultures began to develop after 10,500 BP. In Europe, the transition to food production took place more than 2,000 years later. The earliest Neolithic cultures of Europe can be dated to the 9th millennium BP. The consensus among prehistorians is that the European Neolithic was the product of West Asian influences. This new pattern of subsistence spread to southeastern Europe, Aegean and Greece from Anatolia. Either migrants from Anatolia brought farming methods to Greece and the Aegean or else the Neolithic was gradually diffused or spread from West Asia to southeastern Europe. V. Gordon Child held the view that most of the critical achievements made during the prehistoric period, for example, food production, pottery making, metallurgy, urban revolution, etc., first took place in West Asia and Egypt. From this region, these advances were transmitted to other parts of the world by a process of diffusion. Child was of the opinion that every major breakthrough was a one-time occurrence in a particular area and subsequently the new knowledge or culture was disseminated among other people. According to him, Europe had generally lagged behind in the development of the Neolithic and the Bronze Age. Europe acquired knowledge of agriculture and metallurgy from West Asia. The path of diffusion was from West Asia to Anatolia, from Anatolia to the Aegean, from the Aegean to Greece and the Balkans, and from southeastern Europe to other parts of the continent by different routes. This implied that there was always an interval in the process of diffusion from one point to another. The Aegean Neolithic and Bronze Age developed later than in West Asia and these patterns of subsistence reached other parts of Europe even later. Child's model is referred to as diffusionist. He is, however, regarded as a moderate diffusionist because he does not rule out the contributions of local cultures. There was no wholesale transfer of cultures from one place to another, whereas people borrowed new techniques, they also provided their own specific inputs, thereby introducing modifications. Some of these modifications were necessitated by the need to adapt to local conditions. This accounts for the distinctiveness of each culture. 
Despite diffusion, there was considerable variation from one culture to another. Diffusion did not lead to the creation of exact replicas of the original culture. Child's diffusionist model dominated the study of European Neolithic and Bronze Age societies for most of the 20th century. Since the 1970s, a few scholars have challenged Child's assumptions. Foremost among these prehistorians is Colin Renfrew, who is the leading critic of the diffusionist model. Renfrew has forcefully argued that European farming and metallurgy had independent origins, that is, it was autochthonous or indigenous and was not brought from outside. Renfrew's arguments were based on his interpretation of the new chronology which became available with radiocarbon dating. His contention was that revised dates contradicted the diffusionist explanation. These dates were much earlier than those worked out by Child and other prehistorians. Renfrew rightly pointed out that Child's major work had been published prior to the revolution brought about by the carbon-14 technique. With the modified chronological sequence, it could now be demonstrated that there had been no significant time lag in the occurrence of changes in Europe. Renfrew therefore ruled out possibility of migrations or diffusion having been responsible for the shift to agriculture and copper working. For him, these were essentially European in origin. Given the current status of archaeological finds, it is not possible to agree with Renfrew's argument in its entirety. With regard to agriculture, as stated before, the overwhelming evidence points in the direction of diffusion or migration from West Asia to Southeastern Europe. In the recently published UNESCO History of Humanity Volume 1, summing up the debate, S.J. de Litt observes that immigrants from Anatolia introduced domesticated plants and animals as well as pottery into Greece and the Asian. He emphasizes the fact that the first plants to be cultivated in Europe in corn and emmer varieties of wheat did not exist in their wild form in southern Europe. They must have been brought from West Asia and after undergoing some changes, they were adapted to environmental conditions in different parts of Europe. It should, however, be borne in mind that during the Mesolithic period, some European societies had reached a stage of development where the transition to farming might just have been a matter of time. Apart from Agrisa Magula, 
Other early Neolithic sites in Greece include Sesclo and the Franchetti Cave. The pre-pottery Neolithic Sesclo culture dates back to 5000 BCE. Sesclo grew into a large village with a population of almost 3000 inhabitants. On the island of Crete, archaeological excavations have brought to light successive layers of occupation by Neolithic communities going back to circa 6000 to 5500 BC. The first food producing societies of Greece, Crete and the Aegean cultivated wheat and barley and reared sheep and goats. They had learned to make pottery of a very high standard. While it is difficult to accept Renfrew's anti-diffusionist position in the case of European agriculture, the story of metallurgy is somewhat different. The history of the genesis of copper working in Europe has been completely revised as a result of archaeological evidence that has accumulated since the 1960s and 1970s. The new picture which has emerged confirms Renfrew's view that European metallurgy was not derived from West Asia but had independent local origins. It now seems certain that the Balkan region of Europe had initiated the use of copper much before any part of the Aegean. This implies that Balkan metal technology was not borrowed from West Asia. The Balkans is situated at a much greater distance from Anatolia than the Aegean Sea. According to the diffusionist model, metallurgy would have reached the Balkans and Central Europe after it had spread to Greece and the Aegean. Since this is not the case, we can infer that European metallurgy was an independent tradition. As a matter of fact, certain metallurgical techniques are of greater antiquity in Europe than in West Asia. So, to a certain extent, we can apply diffusionist model in case of agriculture in a limited sense but can't apply it in case of metal technology. So this is the end of our today's discussion. For any query, you can mail us 